In accordance with Rule 12-4, I ask for a recorded vote on this amendment. Why do they hate the recorded vote so much? Because it makes them accountable to you. This session has turned into a tale of two bills. We've got lots to do. Come on, let's go. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another stupendous installment of the program. From high above all other puerile and pedantic forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the depths of the Middle Swamp in Wyoming's capital of Cheyenne. Well, good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. We begin this morning with a lighthearted moment in the Wyoming State Legislature. Now, I've been waiting over a month to get another amazing soundbite from our good pal Bill Henderson from Cheyenne. He is, after all, the author of the most amazing soundbite in the Cowboys State Politics audio archive. Just because we can. Here it is again. Oh, I think you got to stop and take a look at what you're doing here. I speak against this because it kind of reminds me of that fairy tale Cinderella. Yesterday, Representative Bill Henderson brought an amendment to the floor of the House. He decided that he wanted to divide it. Now, they divide amendments so that they can get the body to vote on them separately. Usually, this is done for nefarious purposes. So, for example, sometimes they bring an amendment that would call for a reduction in spending in one area so they can increase spending on another. What they would do is divide that amendment and then defeat the portion of it that says they're going to reduce spending. And the only thing they end up doing is spending more money. But in this case, Representative Henderson wanted to eliminate part of his amendment that he brought because it had already been discussed on the floor. Now, usually what happens is the bringer of the division will take it all the way up to the front of the House to the Speaker's desk so that the Speaker can approve it or disapprove of it. In this case, however, Redcoat Speaker of the House, Albert Somers, only told Representative Henderson to bring the amendment. So Representative Henderson proceeded to walk up towards the Speaker's desk. Here's what ensued. Please bring your division. No, at the mic. Go ahead. Voice your division. English is a pesky language. (laughs) Please, Representative Henderson, go ahead. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Pretty funny, huh? This segment of the program is brought to you by the Buffalo Wool Company. They make the warmest socks that you'll ever put on your feet. You know, it's winter in Wyoming, and you still have to go outside and shovel the walk and play with the kids and go sledding and get on your snowmobile and all of those fun wintertime activities. The one thing you need to take really good care of is your feet, and there's no better way to do that than to put a pair of Buffalo Wool Company socks on them. Go to the website, 
the Buffalo Wool CO and get you a pair of the world's warmest socks. Thus far, the story of this legislative session, at least in the House, has really become a tale of two bills, or a tale of two types of bills, more appropriately. As you'll recall, last week in the House, a bill to ban mask and vaccine mandates was handily defeated on the floor of the House of Representatives. All of the same arguments were used that you heard in last year's budget session to take care of this very thing. Oh, we're going to kill businesses. It's going to take all of the federal money for hospitals and clinics, and we're all going to die a painful death from the coronavirus. Evidently, businesses have rights that people don't. Shamefully, that bill was killed by none other than Representative Barry Crago from Johnson County. He added an $850 million appropriation to it, allegedly to cover all of the money that the federal government was going to yank from Wyoming if we passed the bill. Keep in mind that 17 other states already have a version of that bill on the books, and it hasn't happened to them. Well, he ended up voting for his amendment, and it passed. Then, on third and final passage, Representative Barry Crago voted against the bill that would have banned vaccine and mask mandates in the state of Wyoming. He's actually earned the name Poisonberry in the House of Representatives, among conservatives, that is. I didn't give him the name, though I wish I would have. You see, he's pulled that same maneuver a number of times on several different bills. In the end, that bill failed. The bill was brought by Casper Representative Jeanette Ward. She's kind of become a prominent figure in the House of Representatives, even though the Wyoming press has published every unflattering picture that they can come up with of her, and they've tried to make fun of her at every single turn. She also has House Bill 143. It says that the Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization have no jurisdiction in the state of Wyoming for implementing any sort of health mandate. Essentially, it's a different take on the same subject of her previous bill that was defeated. Thus far, it has made it to third reading without being amended, and Poisonberry hasn't made an attempt to deep-six the bill yet. It's up for third reading this morning, and there are no amendments proposed to be heard. We began the program with Jeanette Ward calling for a recorded vote. You see, the Redcoats in the legislature hate this because it makes them accountable to their voters. How crazy of an idea. Record all of our votes so our constituents can see exactly what we're doing. The vast majority of the votes in the Wyoming legislature are not recorded. And thus, our legislators can almost act with impunity, and we'll never know about it. That is, of course, unless somebody calls for the eyes and the nose. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. And it forced the House of Representatives to vote overwhelmingly in favor of House Bill 143. The next bill that has grabbed the spotlight away from all of the others is House Bill 152, the Life is a Human Right Act proposed by Representative Rachel Rodriguez-Williams. She's the author of last year's House Bill 92, the trigger law that is stuck in a Teton County District Court right now. The trigger law was an ingenious take on the banning of abortion. Basically, the law said that if Roe v. Wade were to be overturned, then the ban on abortion in Wyoming would kick in. Now, the legislators that proposed House Bill 92 
couldn't have foreseen that the Supreme Court was going to overturn Roe v. Wade when they did, just a couple months after the bill was passed. Then the trigger law came into effect, and for a brief period, abortions were outlawed in the state of Wyoming. The law was immediately challenged, and it was assigned to Judge Melissa Owens of the 9th Judicial District in Teton County. Of course, a challenge to an abortion ban would be brought in the most liberal district in the state of Wyoming. Judge Owens sent the case to the Wyoming Supreme Court, and they in turn remanded it back to the 9th Judicial District because of a lack of information. Judge Melissa Owens has set a trial date for December 12th of this year. So for at least a year, abortion will be legal in the state of Wyoming. Enter House Bill 152, the Life is a Human Right Act. This bill goes farther in banning abortion than even the trigger law did. It doesn't contain any exceptions for rape or incest. It declares that life begins at conception and it ends at natural death. The reason for this is simple, and it's the argument that all abortion advocates hate, because it's one of the ones that they can't get out of. Every biology textbook on the planet lists three conditions for life. The first is that there is cell division. The second is that food is taken in and converted to energy. And the third is that there is response to stimuli. All three of those things happen almost instantly upon conception. The second part of this is that there isn't a human being that has ever been born on the face of the earth that was a member of a different species. You're a human being when you're conceived, and you're a human being when you're born. And all human beings have rights. No one has the right to take the life of another innocent human being. And that's exactly what abortion is. And frankly, we have laws against all sorts of different things, but there's not a single one of them where we punish an innocent person for what somebody else did. And again, that's exactly what abortion is. So House Bill 152 is yet another bill in the Wyoming House of Representatives that has survived two readings without being amended. Now, that's not to say that the Redcoats haven't tried. Here's what Representative Landon Brown, by the way, it's been well over 700 days since he agreed to an interview on cowboy state politics and then didn't show up. But I digress. Here's what he tried to do to the bill yesterday. And this particular amendment simply takes the discussion from yesterday and attempts to make the adjustments that I heard come into the bill and make people feel more comfortable in voting for it. Oh, I get it. He's trying to take a difficult subject, like abortion, and try to make it go down a little bit easier. But this isn't a topic that should go down easy. We're talking about the killing of innocent babies. The truth is, we've killed over 64 million babies since Roe v. Wade a grotesque commentary on our society. Here's a little bit more of what Landon Brown's amendment is trying to do to House Bill 152. Second change is on line 18. We get rid of the term from conception. This was out of the discussion of whether or not conception is where, really where we want to have that discussion of what is true life. And again, this is not me having this discussion, ladies and gentlemen. These are the concerns that I heard brought forward. So we're just going to get rid of the idea that life begins at conception. But it's not me. I didn't come up with this. All of you did because, you know, I'm pro-life and I want to protect babies. This is despicable. 
His name is on the amendment. He's the one that's proposing it, and yet he won't take responsibility for the words that are coming out of his mouth. But beyond that, this is not what he said a year ago. Not at all. On the floor of the House of Representatives almost one year ago, Landon Brown said that talking about abortion doesn't matter. Here it is. Had we dealt with this bill first, sent it down the body, had them deal with this bill first, we would have had more time to work on this issue. We would have had more time instead of the last day and the two hours that we've got left, two and a half hours. But instead, we were busy debating guns. We were busy debating abortion. We were busy debating non-issues in this state. That was during redistricting. You heard him say that debating that bill was far more important than debating guns or abortion. In fact, he said that it's a non-issue in this state. And yet here he is today, yesterday actually, claiming that he wants to protect babies at the same time that he's removing the section of the bill that says that life begins at conception. Here's a little bit more of what he tried to do to House Bill 152, the Life is a Human Right Act. We go down to line nine and we get rid of this act promotes and furthers Article 1, Section 6 of the Wyoming Constitution, which guarantees that no person may be deprived of life or liberty without due process of law. I think it's an incredibly hard discussion to have uh, due process of law with something that does not even have the ability to represent oneself. So I think that this is one portion of the, the bill that needs to be removed. Did you hear what he said? Something that can't defend itself. He didn't say little baby. He didn't say human being. He said something that can't defend itself. And then he tried to remove that section from the bill. Let's continue with more of what Landon Brown had to say. Then down below that, I strike out lines 20 through 23. And I want to make this clear. This is something that I, I am bringing forward. And this is uh, very clear what we are trying to do here is to scapegoat around the Constitution. We're trying to say that an abortion is not a medical procedure, and it is not health care. While I understand the intent to do that, we can say that all we want. I don't believe that jurisprudence would allow that to be occurring, and I don't think that this would be found to be a, a good piece of uh, language to have in this bill to take forward, because while it may be a legislative intent, let's be clear about this, an abortion is a medical procedure. Now, I want you to think about this one very carefully, because what he's saying is that abortion is health care. And if abortion is health care, then it is guaranteed by Article 1, Section 38 of the Wyoming Constitution, which says that you can make your own health care decisions. What he just said would make sure that abortion is legal in the state of Wyoming. And let's just be perfectly clear about who is proposing this. Here it is again. And I want to make this clear. This is something that I, I am bringing forward. Don't forget what you just heard. We'll get back to the program in just a second. But first, a completely obscene profit timeout. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or a roping arena so you can practice all, the, all of your rodeo stuff when all that white stuff is outside, 
or maybe a warehouse for your business, then you should call my friends Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Their phone number is 307-674-2532. These guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else around. So it doesn't matter what type of building you've been thinking about. Give Nick and Jesse a call. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. It's Wednesday, my friends, and you know what that means? Gun of the Week time from Gunrunner Auctions. Every month, beginning on the 7th, Gunrunner Auctions posts 500 fine firearms for sale. And guess what today is? It's the 8th. There's a brand new batch of beautiful firearms on their website. The gun of the week is a cannon. It's lot number 39. It's a Browning A-Bolt Synthetic 375 H&H with a 26-inch barrel. It's in like-new condition, and I said, like I said, it's got the 26-inch ported barrel. It's got an excellent bore, ramp front sights, and a Williams open rear. The barrel and receiver have near 100% matte stainless finish. The trigger guard and floor plate have 100% stainless finish, and it's got a dark gray synthetic stock shows a little bit of wear. This is a fantastic rifle, and one that if you want a cannon, this is the gun for you. It's lot number 39, and you can find it only at GunRunnerAuctions.com. And now, back to the program. Now, I can give you the rebuttal to everything that Landon Brown just said, but Representative Sarah Penn did a fine job of it. Here she is. So, I've, you know, I've been approached at times saying that early in, in a pregnancy, there's no difference between a uh, fetus and a clump of cells. And my response to that, which is this, if left alone, will that clump of cells grow into a human? I've had people liken it to cancer. It's, it's no different than cancer, that clump of cells. It's unwanted, it, it's there, it grows on its own. But if we, if we let cancer continue to grow, does it grow into a child? We discussed yesterday about conception, and, and people have been trying to throw out that science hasn't settled on, on um, when life begins, but the scientific textbooks and journals and things all have a very similar definition of that, and that is when the ovum and the sperm unite at fertilization is when conception begins. With regards to this amendment's um, technicalities, there are several things that I have issues with. Um, line 26 of the amendment when it says uh, heartbeat is detected. So the legislature acknowledges that once an unborn baby's heartbeat is detected, a woman shall have no right the problem with that is it says when the heartbeat is is detected. It doesn't say when the heartbeat can be detected. And then there's no, nothing in here that, that requires an ultrasound to be done. So we're saying that as long as a woman hasn't heard that heartbeat, then it's okay to, to perform an abortion. I've had, I've had um, teenage girls in, in my clinic come to me with complaints of weight gain and abdominal pain 
only to find out that their pregnancy test is positive. And based on the size of their uterus and their belly, they're probably about 16 or 20 weeks along. She had no idea, or at least that's what she claimed. We never heard a heartbeat because we didn't have ultrasound capabilities in that clinic. So under this, that gal could, she hadn't heard her heartbeat, she could go get an abortion. She could go take the life of her baby. On uh, line 34 of this amendment, page 17, line 17 of the bill, um, talking about ex er, including Medicaid participants to still be allowed to have funds for abortions. I think this could be better handled if to achieve the intent here by just inserting the word elective in front of abortions rather than um, creating this class where Medicaid patients can still have their abortions paid for. Here's what the bill's sponsor, Rachel Rodriguez-Williams, had to say on it. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. On and against the amendment uh, for several reasons. Um, the way I look at it is that the amendment is trying to use the findings in the bill to define that life begins um, when th there's a heartbeat detected, which essentially is around 21 days. Um, furthermore, the amendment calls abortion a health care decision. And this is wrong on so many levels. Uh, the pro-abortion side often intentionally confuses convenience abortions uh, with health care. And this amendment muddies the waters, makes it more confusing. Uh, there was some comment also about this bill violating Article 1, Section 38 of the Wyoming Constitution. And it doesn't. In that section, the word abortion is not used. Abortion's not health care. The object of prenatal care is to protect both the mother and unborn babies. Therefore, abortion cannot be health care because it intentionally kills one of the physician's patients. There was some concern there about um, treatment of, of um, health conditions such as me medical conditions such as ectopic, tubal pregnancies, um, spontaneous abortions, etc. And these are not abortions either. Um, and and this, this amendment really confuses that issue. I'd go on further to say that um, at conception, at that very moment, a new and unique individual is formed. All of the inherited features of this new person are determined. Thankfully, that amendment was defeated 56 to 6. Those representatives that voted for it are Landon Brown, Forrest Chadwick, Bob Nicholas, Kevin O'Hearn, Clark Stith, and Dave Zwanitzer. Probably the biggest reason why that amendment was defeated so handily is that a recorded vote was forced on the amendment. Nobody wanted to be held accountable for voting for this thing. The end of this tale will be decided today at third reading. House Bill 152 already has several amendments proposed for it. We'll see how it fares when the session convenes this morning. Wyoming citizens care a great deal about these two subjects. 
Nobody in the state, well, almost nobody in the state of Wyoming wants to be forced to put a piece of cloth on their face that's going to do nothing. And they don't want to be forced to have somebody stick a piece of metal in their arm. Definitely not at the behest of some nameless, faceless organization like the CDC or the World Health Organization. And Wyoming citizens are largely pro-life. Even Representative Landon Brown admitted that every single year he's been in the legislature, there's been a pro-life bill that's been proposed. So it's no wonder why these two bills have grabbed the attention of just about everybody in the state of Wyoming, including the liberal Wyoming press. I'd like to end this episode with a random act of journalism by the Pravda on the Platte. And I quote, Brown's amendment would have gutted some of the bill's declarations and interpretations of the Wyoming Constitution, most notably one declaring that abortion is not health care under the state's constitution and done away with its definition of when life begins. Rather than defining fertilization as the beginning of life and thus when abortions would be outlawed, the amendment would have pushed the timeline back to when a heartbeat can be detected. It also would have deleted the other language in the bill indicating that life begins at conception. His amendment brought out more debate around the fundamental questions of what is and isn't health care and when life begins. Quote, the pro-abortion side often intentionally confuses convenience abortions with health care, and this amendment muddies the waters. It makes it more confusing, Rodriguez Williams, the bill's sponsor, argued. I go on further to say that at conception, at the moment, a new and unique individual is formed. All of the inherited features of this new person are determined. End quote. That'll about do it for today's installment of the program. Don't forget about the live episode that starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. You can find the link at CowboyStatePolitics.com or on the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. But for now, from the depths of the Middle Swamp in Wyoming's capital of Cheyenne, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics. <laughs>